then we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, this is going to be mostly talk, a lot of Q&A, some show, uh, an advertisement, and a few other things worked in. The advertisement is for, for APH so that you'll run to our booth and buy things. <laughs> so they don't give me a good discount. What the heck are you talking about? Yeah, whatever. Okay, well, that's a very good start. Thank you. That's an excellent segue into the whole presentation for this morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the APH one-hour-long pre-exhibit product demo expose discussion question answer forum thing. <laughs> the answer to the first question that I was asked to, for the day is no, I cannot. I have no idea what I just said. Um, my name is Dave Wilkinson. I am the first and only ever director of sales for APH. Uh, they've never had a sales department before, and now that I've seen the infrastructure, uh, I see how much work there is to do in actually building one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Is that Ann Byington? <laughs> Doing good. Some of you may know me from the past, from virtually every other organization that's exhibited at this conference. Um, I, uh, I, I was here last year with HIMSS. Uh, in the past, I've worked for Humanware. Uh, Freedom, which now VFO, whoever they are, and several people in between. So I, my goal is to have as many business cards as you have in an average deck of cards. Uh, and I'm starting to get pretty close. So and, and, and ironically, I forgot my business cards. Here's, here's the deal with setting up for this morning. This is sort of my exhibit setup thing for this. I was going to rehearse and make sure all this equipment worked. I got in at about 10 or 11 o'clock last night, and I ran down, I was setting up the exhibits, and we had these little storage cubes that we're putting together to store all of the merchandise that you guys are gonna buy. And they said that they're really simple to put together, which is why they're still not together. Um, and when I left the exhibits at about 20 till 11, there were people that were cursing and making rude comments about the design. Uh, but they were smiling, so it was all cool. But the reason I'm telling you this is that if anyone goes by our booth and makes a derogatory comment about our cubes, I will kill you. <laughs> if I, I don't even know what my booth number is. I just yelled APH. So this is a little bit off the, the cuff uh, because I didn't have a chance to make sure any of this stuff actually like works. So we're going to hope for the best. And a lot of it's going to be descriptions of, of, of some of the things anyway. Um, and I do, I, I do want to talk about a little bit on why we have a sales department and a director of sales at APH and how we're moving forward uh, from here. So before we get into products, if we, so since I forgot my business cards, the reasons for all this, my email address, if anyone wants to contact me afterwards, is Dave Wilkinson, D-A-V-E-W-I-L-K-I-N-S-O-N, at APH.org. Most people at APH have their first initial and their last name. I don't because my wife, Dawn Wilkinson, worked there first. So if you just use D. Wilkinson, I don't get your email. She gets your email. <laughs> so it's Dave Wilkinson at APH.org. My work phone number is 502-899-2309. And if you come by the booth, by then I will have gone up and grabbed cards and I will have used what product to, to emboss those cards? The Impressor, that is correct. We can emboss any card you want. It does up to a million cards. I made up that number, but it's true. <laughs> but it's still only 
it's four lines, 13 characters per line. But who really needs more than that? Well, have two business cards. <laughs> Fine. It's always one in every crowd. Right in micro braille. <laughs> so the reason we have a sales department at APH, and, and for that matter, a marketing department, APH has been primarily reliant upon quota dollars over the last 160 years. And do most people understand what quota dollars are? Quota dollars in a nutshell, and someone jump in and fix all of my non-technical definitions. School districts get X amount of money per blind, low vision student uh, that they can use to purchase items from, guess who? APH. And so it's been sort of a, and, and because the, the, the whole reason that APH exists is to produce products that otherwise wouldn't see the light of day. So it produces products, you know, we all grew up with, with tech, textbooks from APH. We had our four track recorders from APH. Um, you know, it was, it was producing stuff that otherwise wouldn't exist. So the idea behind quota funds is that then the school districts can get the materials they need and it doesn't actually cost them anything. That's great, except that there's a lot more that we could do. And the more business that we get, the more money we can put into research and development, and the more high-quality products we can produce for you in the future. So our president, uh, Craig Metter, made the decision in conjunction with the board of directors to expand the out, sort of the, 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 the product outreach of APH to make people aware of products that may, they may be interested in as consumers, uh, to look at APH's educational mission as more of a lifelong learning process instead of just being K through 12. Because uh, we don't stop learning after we graduate from high school, do we? Some of you might, but I, you know, and I, most of us don't. <laughs> Um, so, we're, so we're looking at APH as much more of a holistic sort of lifelong learning process. And part of that is reaching out to non-quota customers, that would be you. Uh, and so, that, so to, to accomplish that, they brought in a director of sales, me, uh, to reach out to people, other federal departments. Uh, I like the bell. Um, you know, and, 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 and to find other, ave other avenues of revenue for APH so that we can put more money into research and development, hopefully bring costs down, the, the whole bit. So that's why we have a director of sales. My goal over the next couple of years is to form a sales department that right now I think of as a giant pile of sand. Uh, we don't have really any infrastructure in place for sales departments, so as we build one, we'll be hiring people like regional sales managers. So if you're interested in working for APH sometime in the future, keep in touch at DaveWilkinson at APH.org. Send a resume. Uh, salary requirements, work experience. You are at Midway 3. I am a beacon for Midway 3. <laughs> you are on the midway. Da 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 da. That's right. <laughs> it was closer than you thought. Now we've all gone around and introduced ourselves. Who are you? Sandy Edwards from Arkansas. Let's hear it for Sandy Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, from my home state. By the way, Sandy, I lied. We had not introduced ourselves. 
So does, does that help sort of explain why we have a director of sales in a sales department at APH? Any questions so far? Now, you all know the rules for questions that go into this, right? Etiquette is out the window. You yell your questions. If I happen to see your hand up in the air, we're all off to the local TV stations, and I'll be making millions of dollars on the blind guy got his vision back lecture circuit. <laughs> we'll give folks a couple of minutes to, to, to find a couple seats, and then we'll keep going. I know, I know, but these, that's why they give me a microphone, so I can just sit here and go, I am midway three. <laughs> and four. I'm growing exponentially. <laughs> that's right, five, five to five. Uh, Now's a, a shameless plug. If you haven't bought your tickets to the Friends and Arts Showcase, Five to Five made me, made me think of it because we're going to be doing a song off of Nine Tonight from Bob Seger on Monday night at the Friends and Arts Showcase. We'll see you there. I really don't have much talent, so you might want to skip my part of it, but be there anyway. <laughs> so we have a couple, a few products that we're going to feature in, in this presentation today and a few products we're going to talk about. The products that I brought with me into the room include the Orbit Reader 20, the famous Orbit Reader 20, uh, the Canute multi-line braille display. Anybody familiar with the Canute? No. You're about to see a Canute. Um, I have the graffiti with me. Yay, graffiti. Uh, I have my computer, which has uh, braille blaster. Yes, it's Dave. Dave is he. He is Dave. How's that go? And we're going to have a discussion about Indoor Explorer. Or actually, the, the technical name for those of you who are sitting out there who are or trademark people is Nearby Explorer, for which near, Indoor Explorer is a component. So we'll start off with the Orbit. Sound good? And we'll even do better than that. We'll pass it. Has anyone in here not seen an Orbit? Okay. It's almost unfair to even ask if someone hasn't seen something at a blindness convention, but it's... <laughs> Squeaky wheel gets the braille display. Okay, let's talk about some pluses and minuses of the Orbit braille display. Does that sound good? First of all, the minuses. I don't have any here at the show. But I do have some back at APH, and I can sell you ones here at the show, and by the time you get home, your Orbit will be on your doorstep. So does that make it a little bit better? Here's what kind of happened. They showed up after the pallets left, APH, and so I didn't get to send you an orbit. Um, but we do have orbits. We are, we are not back-ordered at the moment. We have them to sell, and if you come by the, and we will not charge your credit card until we ship the orbit. Uh, they're $449, and, and whatever shipping is, like 1000 bucks or something, I don't know. Um, but not really. Don't, ever, don't quote me on the 1000 bucks shipping. It's less than that. But it's a 449 20-cell Braille display. Uh, it has some limited note-taking capabilities. It has a, an SD card. It supports Braille and text files. Um, 
let's see. Does anyone in here have an orbit? Yes. How's it gone? Is this going to be an unfair? Is this a bad question? How's it worked for you? Okay. Is is it going good? Awesome. You you would know if it wasn't. Um, the, the, <laughs> well, see, there you go. The, the idea behind the orbit, a uh, little bit of a history of the orbit, it was formed, it was created, uh, it was funded by a group called the Transforming Braille Group, of which APH was a member, and the idea behind the Transforming Braille Group was to produce a low-cost Braille display that would be more affordable than the Braille displays that we were used to in the past. And I think we've done that. I think we would all agree that 450 bucks is a bit more affordable than we've had to pay in the past. This does work off of Bluetooth. It also has USB micro, so you can connect it to your iPhone, your computer, you know, your Mac, your PC, you name it. Um, and it, it will work as a Braille display, or it will work as a standalone, very basic note-taking device. It has no memory. It works completely off of an SD card. Uh, and again, it supports Braille and TXT files, which means that you could read books from the National Library Service as BRFs. You could download them and uh, take them to the beach. And unlike other Braille displays, these, these Braille cells, when they come up, when you push on them, they don't, there's no elasticity to them. They're tough and rough and rugged, and the pins don't give, away, give, give it all, so you can press on them. Don't try to prove me wrong by shoving as hard as you can on those things. Um, but you'll notice that, there's, that they, they push right back at you. That's really cool because it allows for someone who has neuropathy, uh, you know, trouble feeling in their hands, to, to be able to push down on the Braille display and have a clearer feeling of Braille. Now, there are a couple of things that the Orbit does not have, and it's I'm, I'm, fairness and advertising, right? It does not have cursor routers. Is it still cute? Is it still good? Now that it's available, it's that much better? What's that? Someone was out there was saying it's been two years since they've seen one and it still looked cute. Does it still look cute? Is it 8.0? Is it, it is, it, it is 8.0 Braille. And the, 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 the question was, is it 8.0 Braille? And part of the reason that the person is asking is because you see a six-key entry Perkins keyboard, dot seven and eight are to the left and the right of the backspace if you're wanting to write an 8.0 Braille. Who wants to see it, or correct terminology for this convention, who wants to feel it? <laughs> That's a squeaky wheels behind you. Well, thank you. Are you going to buy one? I think that's a yes, ladies and gentlemen. We have someone over here who's going to purchase an Orbit Reader for $449 at the APH booth. Plus shipping. That's fine, and then Reginald George can buy another one. <laughs> Someone was talking about shipping being free. Shipping of materials, like brailled materials, is free. We can use free matter. For hardware, we do have to actually use UPS, and so shipping for hardware is not free. Can you say a word about, there's another thing out there, I think it's called Brailleme. Yeah. Um, can you give a little comparison? I can. I can with two caveats. One, I work for the competitor. Two, it's been a couple months since I've seen a Braille me. And the third caveat that I would add is that if you're going to look at purchase a, a low-cost Braille display, 
by all means, look at both and evaluate both. Um, there, there, but, but that's, that's truth and honesty. I mean, you, you, you want to look at both. What is the name of the thing? I have. But it, it is, that one's six dot braille, is that correct? It is six, the, the, the braille me is six dot braille. Mm -hmm. The, the braille me does have cursor routers, which is kind of cool. Uh, the braille me, and I'm not sure how to phrase this other than, <laughs> it sounds nasty and mean the way I'm phrasing this, and I don't mean it to. If I was going to drop a braille display, I would prefer that I drop an orbit. Um, that particular orbit that you were looking at, and I kid you not, was chucked down a flight of stairs. Not intentionally, but it was. And I'm the one who did it, so I know it happened. The, it is a very solidly built device. I don't find, when I look at the Braille Me, that I would be as comfortable throwing it down a flight of stairs. Um, the refresh rate is a little different, and the Braille Me, it's more the, the both of them have a little bit of a slower refresh rate what the orbit tries to do is to stay ahead of you reading and so it goes from the left to the right and when you push the advanced bars you hear this little <laughs> noise thing as it's refreshing the braille me will sit there and wait for a second and do all the refreshing at once and so instead of a little crunchy noise you get a nice bam bam noise uh you know so as you're going along it's this They're both 20 cell braille displays. Uh, the battery life, I don't know. I, I know that we, we advertise that we're getting about three days of battery life out of the orbit. And by three days, we mean 24 hour days. Um, and, it's, it, and, that's, and, and that's because there's no drain on the battery when you're not using it because we didn't put a clock in it, um, which is what drains some of the battery on those things. It is a user replaceable battery. The Braille Me does have some limited note-taking capabilities. They both do. Uh, neither of them are going to connect to a printer. They are both going to let you put an SD card into a computer and print from another source. You can, uh, the question was, can you connect the Orbit to your laptop? And the answer is absolutely. It supports all of your major screen readers, JAWS, uh, NVDA, VoiceOver, uh, it probably supported Cobra, but no one cares anymore. <laughs> the question was, is the user guide online for the Orbit? And the answer is absolutely. It also comes conveniently on the Orbit on your SD card. Uh, we are also in the process of developing a number of how-to videos that are capped at two or three minutes on specific functions of the Orbit. You know, you should, you should go on the road with me. It does. And recently, uh, and I don't know if Peter Korn's going to be at this conference or not, he's running around with this really cool case that has a fire tablet and an orbit in it. And so, for, and, and he's not selling the case, and he makes a big deal out of saying the case doesn't exist as he hands it to you. Uh, but so if you think about it, for 500 bucks, you've got a, a, an e-reader and a braille display. And that's pretty amazing. Uh, Amazon. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question. What was it again?
very good question. The question was, can Orbit support, does Orbit support uh, UEB or eBay or other Braille codes? And the short answer is that Orbit is not a super smart Braille display, so it's whatever you put in, it gives you back out. So when you're writing in, in a BRF file, it's, it's dots in, dots out. It doesn't care how you write it. So it's all gonna be up to your computer uh, or whatever external device you're using to translate that BRF into something else. Does, does that make sense? Uh, the, the question was, does it speak to me? The answer is no. Um, it'll, so it, it will support whatever Braille code you basically want it to. Now for the menus, we have a number of different languages we, and, and we do have UEB and eBay for the menus. We also have uh, German, French, Spanish, I think Russian, Italian. Uh, I forget all the different languages that you can load onto the orbit. <clears throat> It's, it's pretty cool. And the person was over here asking about Braille music. As long as you write the Braille music as a BRF file, it's going to be fine. Uh-oh. That's okay. We have microchips that were secretly implanted into all of you, and we will track you down. Ooh, they, the question was, does it weigh less than the refresher braille? And the answer is, I really don't know. They're probably pretty similar in weight. One huge difference between the orbit and the refresher braille is that the orbit still exists. Um, which, which is... <laughs> Sharon's looking for the orbit so she can move it to the other side of the room. Um, and that's a mean, that's a, that's a, that was an unfair comment about the refresher braille. For those of you who don't know, the refresher braille was ultimately made for us by a company called Baum, and Baum currently isn't in business, and so we don't have access to the refresher braille anymore. Okay, the question was, can you... Will an, will an Android device support the orbit? And the answer is, anybody want to guess? Yes. That, let's, let's do it all in unison. One, two, three. Yes. yes. There you go. Awesome. All right. Now we've got Reginald's that the lady over here is going to steal so that he has to buy another one. And we have Ann Byington. We're doing good. Hold on, let me, let, me, let me get one or two one or two questions at a time. I hear a question over to my right about when am I going to fix something or other. Never. And here's, here's the, let, 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 me, let me complete that answer for you. Let's keep in mind what Orbit was designed to be. Orbit was designed to be a low-cost, very basic Braille display. We added note, basic note-taking capabilities to that. When I start adding in things like wireless um, Wi-Fi chips and browsers and all this type of stuff, 
Then I get up into the more expensive Braille displays that HIMSS and HumanWare and VFO have where you get into the note takers, the, the Polaris, the Braille Note Touch, or the, the L Braille. This is designed to be primarily a Braille display that also has note taking capabilities. So it will never have, uh, the, you know, now, now five years from now when electronics are a whole different world, that could be a different, you know, a, a different deal. But the Orbit is a low cost Braille display. Does, does that answer your question? Sorry. The question was, does an SD card come with it? And the answer is yes. I was, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. It's a, thank you. I was going to say it was above 512. Um, <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, someone over here is saying 16 gigs. Um, there, the question was, is there a limit to what size it will support? And the answer is, there, to my knowledge, there is not a limit. The, the question is, how would I download a book from BARD and actually get it onto the Orbit? And the answer is I would use my computer or device that supports an SD card, and then I would transfer the book to the SD card and move the SD card to the Orbit. There are little bitty rockers on the left and right that you can use. Okay. It will move the, the rockers will move forward uh, by twenty cell increments. Okay. Uh, the question was, can I connect an orbit to a Braille note touch? And the answer is no, unless you want to get wildly insanely technical and risk wrecking your braille note touch by putting braille back on it clearing out the braille note touch screen reader and use it as a basic tablet and connect it to the orbit so in the most theoretical answer ever given in the world the answer is conceivably but you'd never ever want to do it <laughs> but if i say no someone will point out to me afterwards that if you just use that little tablet you could theoretically do it so i'm trying to cover my bases Yes, we do. Okay. Someone wants me to move on to the next product. Is that okay? No, you're good. You're good. You, you are what's called a taskmaster. And Lord knows I need one. Lord knows I need one. As Ann Byington can attest to, I have the attention span of a three-year-old. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to announce the soon-to-be availability of the Canute, the first affordable multi-line Braille display. Woo, 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 woo! How was that for moving out? How do you spell Canute? C-A-N-U-T-E. We are a boot to talk about the Canute. Now, it's... So here's, uh, it, it, now, now the Canute, we're not going to pass around because it weighs about 10 pounds. Um, but you can come up afterwards and see it. I won't go anywhere. 
It's cooler up here than in the exhibit booth, so I'm going to stay up here all afternoon. No, I'm not. I've got to go back and look at those stupid cubes later. <laughs> hate those cubes. My boss said, oh, they're so simple to snap together. Those things are evil. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a pure aside. The, it is not an APH toy. It's these evil things from Amazon that we were going to store products on. Um, it was, it, they were designed by a psychopath. Anyway, <laughs> onward we go. You're one of my favorite people. The Braille, dis the, the Braille Canute is a nine-line, 40-cell Braille display. It works off of an SD card or a USB drive. It is not designed to hook up to your computer. It is designed to be an e-reader. It is designed to be a standalone device only. That is a very good comparison. The gentleman said it's like a Kindle. Uh, it supports BRF uh, and text files. So again, you would be able to put books from uh, the National Library Service onto an SD card and bring them over to the Canute. The Canute uh, will have an extraordinarily low price point. I really can't go into much detail other than that, other than to say that it, will be, it is cheaper than note takers that you'd be looking at at the show. Um, and beyond that, I, I, I can't get more specific. It is made by Bristol Braille in Great Britain. Uh, the APH is assuming that we will be the distributor uh, in, in North America for the Canute. And we are doing uh, social media campaigns and publicity campaigns uh, with, the, with Bristol Braille uh, to, pr to promote the Canute. The Canute does not have a battery. It is not designed to be a portable device. It is designed to stay where you put it. So I do not necessarily see this moving from class to class as much as I see it uh, being in somewhere like a resource room or being in your room where you're going to be reading. Uh, the Braille is very sharp, crisp Braille. Uh, the unit that we have up here is a prototype. We do have in our booth some some surveys about what we can do differently uh, with the Canute. If you would like to give APH feedback on this product, please come to our booth and we will be happy to have you take a very quick survey. It's available in Braille and electronic form. I will also email it to you if you want. Uh, the question was, is it similar to a Braille writer? And the answer is not really. It doesn't have a Braille keyboard on it. It is more of, it is a braille display. It is not meant for writing, it is meant for reading. I mean nine lines of 40 cells each. <laughs> no, it's nine lines, nine lines, 40 cells each line. And we will have an opportunity afterwards. I'll stop a little bit early to where folks can come up and take a look at it. It is for reading, not writing. Now, I'm going to step away from the mic a little bit. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm going to step around the front of the table, and we're going to actually make the Canute do something. Jessica, are you here? Yeah, I'm right in front of you. OK, you, you want to come up and talk about the Canute? You've done more with the Canute than I have. I have no idea what you've done. Well, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's done three years for APH. I'm sorry? It's in one to three years for APH. Everything here is going to be at the APH booth. Now, the big thing that I want, to, that I want you to be aware of with the canoe, and the, the, uh, we can get into specific uh, commands, and, and poor Jessica.
clicks, that's it going to like the, the previous index lines. So it takes it a good probably 30 seconds to refresh nine lines of, of text. It is supposed to take nine seconds to refresh nine lines of text, but we're working on that. Right. Again, what is the key word about this device? Prototype. Let's hear that again. Prototype. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Prototype all the way. Um, the, the dots on here will not push down, so it's very much like your orbit in that respect. Uh, I don't quite understand how this is happening, but it's got a bunch of little wheels inside that are spinning to make the braille come up. It sounds like an adding machine <laughs> as it's going along. Um, so, but it, but it's, it, it's a multi-line braille display that's going to be ridiculously affordable. You do have the ability to do things like go to page, uh, so that if you're trying to get to page 300 of a BRF file, you'd be able to do that. Uh, Jessica, you probably you spent more quality time with the Canute than me. What else? What are your other thoughts so about the Canute? The Canute um, so the Canute has, um, if you are if you are facing uh, the Canute, uh, on the left side there are a bunch of buttons. It says H, which is for help, and then it goes one through zero. And basically, what that means is you can you can go to um, I believe it's that specific line of text. Um, so like the first line, one represents the first line. And on all of these buttons, we're, it's still prototypes, we're still trying to figure out what exactly the buttons on the side to do. But it helps you orient yourself to the book. Um, one of them, if you press one of them. Oh, microphone. Thanks. So the buttons on the sides, numbered one through nine, help you go through, um, it numbers the lines of the braille display. So the first line, there's a one next to it. And then there are buttons next to these numbers. And they do different things. We're still trying to figure out exactly what we want all of them to do. The user guide for this is still being written, literally as we speak. Um, but when you're in a book, there are um, raised buttons that have back and forward, and then there's a menu button to go back to the menu. Um, and it takes a good bit of time to refresh, but what's nice about this is you can read tactile graphics on here. Um, they will appear for you. Uh, if you have books on here, you can, like Dave said, you can go to page, go to end and go to the start and the end of the book. Um, you can insert bookmarks. And um, you can go to your bookmarks, and you can go to your library. Um, so it's basically a receptacle for storing files and being able to navigate and read them. And it's also supposed to simulate, because it's nine lines, it's supposed to simulate an entire page of a, or part of a page of a Braille book, so that you're not just reading one line like you would be on a regular Braille display. The, the question is, does it have a fine text? And there's not a way to enter specific text. It is a request that we have made so that you'd be able to hook in an external keyboard. I do not know if that's going to happen. If I can make one slight uh, correction uh, to one thing that Jessica said, it does not actually do tactile graphics. It will show you things like oh, spreadsheets, like tables, calendars, that type of thing. It does not do tactile graphics. We will get into tactile graphics in a little bit, uh, so just so that we're clear on that. So does it display the uh, 
question is, does it display the printed pages identically? And the answer is probably not. So with, with an Excel spreadsheet, you know, it's like showing in the format that it appears visually so a person could get a better handle on the that is That is the goal, yes. Right now, it would probably be more of a CSV than an Excel. If you have if you have tables displayed on the Canute, you can tell the different columns. It's easy. It's easy to feel and um, understand. Sorry, Joyce is in front of you. I'm sorry, Joyce. Um, so that part is easy. We've looked at that, and we've looked at. Um, it also displays math problems, um, simple equations, and things. Um, so we're also looking into that. It's a very. It's it's a it's a bulkier device. It's heavier than most Braille displays. But what I like about it is that it's, it has all of these lines of text. How much is it? The, we don't know. The question do was the price know? point. Do I? Do we know? No. The, we, I do not have a price point. I can tell you that it will be cheaper than most note takers and Braille displays that you'll be looking at. Most full service note takers and Braille displays that you'll be looking at here. So will this be That is our hope. That is our hope. And it will, now here, here's something, it will not be our most expensive quota either. Zero. There is no battery. You plug it in and you use it um, so it doesn't, like you can't move it from place to place if you're running from class to class. Well, yeah. And, and you might drop it, and I don't think this is good down the stairs like the orbit is. Well, as it turns out, that is a perfect segue. That's okay. We're going to go around the table for a second. That is the perfect segue into the next device that's up here that is of specific use for math. Again, that does not exist, and I don't have a price point for it, but it's in the it's it's past the pre-production phase and is entering into the field into the field testing stage. Uh, anybody want to guess the next device that's going to be up? Let's 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 yell it on three because it just feels good to yell. One, two, three. Graffiti. The graffiti, unlike the Canute. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and Jessica's saying she loves this thing, and, she, and and it is really very cool. The graffiti is designed specifically for graphics. It is a 60 by 40 pen. Is that right? Or is it? It's 2,400 pens total. I can't do the math. Um, and so the idea is to specific, is specifically to show pictures. The dots are not as close together as standard Braille. The dots are a little bigger. That's part of that's to keep the cost down. This is why you don't have Braille and graphics mixed together. But if you've got two devices, part of what you might be able to do, and this is might, 
be able to do in the future is say, read off of the Canute and see the pictures off of the graffiti. Wouldn't that be cool? You can see the larger braille dots. I find them very hard to read. But it will show you the, the, the larger braille dots. But so the, 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 the graffiti, and what's cool about the graffiti is that you can show virtually any image. Uh, one of the things we did at Site City, which was a conference we were at recently, is we took a picture of me, and then we put a, a picture of, me, of, of my head on the graffiti. And so you have a picture of Dave and Dave on the graffiti. Um, and it was just through an HDMI port. And the HD, uh, we went from the, our iPhone to HDMI on the graffiti, and we were able to instantly show the, the, the image. Uh, Jessica, Jessica's wanting to say a couple things about the graffiti, and she's much more energetic than me, so I'm going to hand over the mic for a second and have her talk to you about the graffiti. This is fun. Here you go. So the graffiti is really cool in the sense that you can also... Um, if you guys are on YouTube and have seen our video about the eclipse that happened last year, he connected it to um, a camera, and so the camera would take pictures um, of the sky as the eclipse was happening, and you could see, uh, feel the pictures on the graffiti. Um, it also has, you for pictures, you can enlarge them on here, and you can also um, change the color, which basically makes the pins either higher or lower so that you can understand the graphic a little bit more. Um, what, it, what about enlarging? I'm thinking Yes. 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 So if you have, let's say, um, when I when I first looked at it, it had the words A P, the letters A P H, and so if you you um, there are certain commands that you can move up and down and around it, so you can um, either if the picture is too big for the graffiti, for example, you can move around the entire picture. Um, I just hit something, um, and so you can you can do that. Uh, I really like it because I. Uh, you can, like, we have, when we loaded some logos on here, it's fun to feel the Apple logo and Amazon logo. Um, so some of the pictures are, are really fun, and I just like it because if I ever needed to see, for example, um, the parts of a cell, okay, so if you're in a biology class with some students and you have a picture of a cell and you load it on there, you can feel the chromosomes, the nucleus, and all those different parts. We're nowhere, we're nowhere near uh, far enough along to be able to answer that. Okay. Uh, the goal is for any time we develop a product, when humanly possible, to have it available through quota funds. This is not far enough along, and frankly, the pricing is going to have to come down uh, before it's really going to be a serious quota fund item. Uh, the good news is that it does exist. That's the first stage and sort of then making something actually, you know, uh, affordable and happen. So, uh, but there, there is still some serious work to do on that. I'm sorry? The question was, can you feel a, a picture on Facebook with the graffiti? And the answer is absolutely. 
Uh, one of the things that we've been playing with uh, that Ken Perry, uh, who's one of our mad scientists at APH, um, if you guys know Ken, it's, it's an apt description. I think he'd be happy with that description. Uh, he's been playing with this hooked into uh, his computer using NVDA, and he can, in, he can hit a keystroke on his computer, and it just sends the image over to the graffiti on whatever is on the screen. We're looking at making that happen with JAWS as well. There's some technical issues there uh, that are far beyond my expertise, uh, but it, it, we, we, that, that's the goal, is to be able to look at virtually any picture from anywhere. Question to my left. Under a million. <laughs> Um, I have no, I, I have much less of an idea of the price point on the graffiti than I do the, the, the Canute. Uh, it, it's, at the moment, it's not going to be cheap. This was developed by APH and Orbit Research, so it's made by the same folks that make the, the Orbit Braille display. Uh, and I think uh, Vinkatesh is going to actually be here. Um, who's the, 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 the genius behind all of this stuff. Okay, still have a question. Bring it on. The question was, can this make floor plans and then copy them to make visual representation of the floor of floor plans? And I have a partial answer for you, which is I can draw on here and I can save my drawing. So I can put this into draw mode and I can move my finger over the braille the the, the grid and there are sensors underneath that will make the dots pop up and then I can freeze the dots and I can actually look at my picture and I can save it onto an SD card. I am not sure if that would be the most effective way of producing a floor plan, but I guess if you were really patient, then yes, you could do that. Uh, there, there was a description of how she's currently making floor plans, and the reason I'm repeating all this is in case anyone, someone in the back of the room can't hear. Uh, this may be more effective than, than cutting and pasting and, and photocopying and all the rest of the stuff that sounds kind of painful. Uh, but you can draw on this, and, it's really, and not only can you draw on this, but you remember how Jessica was talking about how there are five different pen heights? You can draw with those pen heights at different the, the pens at different heights. So you can make some really cool drawings. We had a gentleman again at Site City who was trying to draw part of the Lebanese flag, which was pretty cool. The question is, is there any talk of like taking a map of things like the hotel and the exhibit hall and having it on the graffiti? And it's certainly something that we would like to do. It is not something that was done at this conference, but it is, it is something that we would be very interested in, in, in doing uh, as this product develops. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. The, 
The question was, could you take a picture on MapQuest and see how to get somewhere? And my guess is probably. As with anything, less is going to give you more when it comes to, to tactile graphics. When, uh, if you get too much detail, it just becomes busy. Uh, so, but but you, you can try basically anything, and that's the genius of this thing, is that you can try virtually anything, and it does have a battery. So take that, Canute. The question was, can you print from the graffiti? And the answer is no, but you can store the image on an SD card and then move it over and print. But it does not, it, it does not have any printer, uh, printing capabilities. We are, as usually happens with me, running out of time because I talk too much. I do want to take a few minutes to talk about two other products really quickly, and then we are going to allow some time for you guys to come up. And by the way, who has my orbit? OK. Okay, awesome. I wanted to make. Um, oh, oh, oh! That's right. And, at the, and for those of you afterwards who want the codes, come up, and I'll find them on my computer. Okay, that works for me. Um, I do want to talk about two products really quickly. One is Braille Blaster. You can download it at BrailleBlaster.org. It is a free. Uh, Braille translation program. At the moment, it supports uh, text. I think it's EPUB, NIMUS, uh, DAISY. In the future, it will support Word. What's cool about it is that it's free. So our goal there is to be able to produce free uh, hard, copy, uh, hard copy texts. Uh, so it, if you haven't tried out Braille Blaster, please do. The other thing that I want to talk about and that Keith Creasy will be talking about at a program later on, it's either today or tomorrow, is Nearby Explorer. Uh, does anybody in here a Nearby Explorer user? Oh, yeah. Yes? No? Yes? Uh, I'm sorry? Uh, the question was, is Nearby Explorer the same as Soundscape? And no, they, have, they go about things a little bit differently. Nearby Explorer has more of an actual GPS mapping to it, where Soundscape gives you a 3D representation of what you're looking at. Um, Nearby Explorer was just updated for Android, so that it's now com uh, commence uh, comparable to the iOS uh, versions of, of, of Nearby Explorer. We are also doing a lot of work, as is a lot of other folks, with our indoor navigation component. Uh, indoor Explorer is a feature of, in, of Nearby Explorer. We are doing an awful lot with beacons. In this hotel, we actually did not beacon because you get such a good signal on the lower floors that we actually are just using Nearby Explorer and points on our open street map so that we didn't find it necessary to actually beacon the hotel since the GPS signal is so good from the outside. Uh, there are two versions of Nearby Explorer. This is always a little bit confusing. There's Nearby Explorer Online, which requires a Wi-Fi connection to have access to your maps. Or you can pay us a small fee, and you can download the maps directly from uh, in, on, onto your mobile device uh, so that you don't have to have a Wi-Fi connection to use Nearby Explorer. Both the free and the paid versions work identically with Indoor Explorer so that if you are in a building that has beacons, and we have a number of them throughout Louisville, we're trying to make Louisville the most accessible city in the US, 
Um, and if you're in somewhere in, in a building that has beacons, you do not have to have the paid version of Nearby Explorer to use those beacons. Now we're down to about five minutes left. Are there any questions before I go look for the codes? We are not using beacons here. We have marked different areas on OpenStreetMap so that you can just load Nearby Explorer and use it because the, the, the GPS signal on the, the lower floors, on the exhibit floor and up here, you're getting so much of a signal from the outside. You're going to download Nearby Explorer from the App Store and you're going to download the online version. Um, and then you're just going to load Nearby Explorer and, it's gonna, and it'll give you points of interest in areas that are around you. I'm sorry? It's, it, it's going to download Missouri when you, load your, when you load Nearby Explorer. Uh, the question is, do you have to change your map source? And it's an answer I'm not immediately sure of. If you are not getting what you're looking for, change your source to OpenStreetMap. This is when I remember that I'm in sales and not tech support. I'm sorry? I can't hear you. The question was, can you use this on other things besides iPhones? This does work on Android, so you can, you can download it on any of your Android devices. Uh, this does not work on the, the, the question was Victor Reader, and this, the Victor Reader does not support any type of GPS programs. Okay. I'm sorry? Braille Blaster, B-R-A-I-L-L-E, Blaster, B-L-A-S-T-E-R, dot org. The question does, does it support six key entry kind of like Perky Duck? And the answer is I believe it does. I can't swear to that, but I believe that it does. Yes. Yes, that is what it does. It is a pr program that translates from print to Braille. Final thing that I do want to talk about before I go look up the access codes, and we'll have Jessica up here in the front uh, working with you. With, and be nice to Jessica; she's an intern. Um, uh, but uh, so she's, this is her this is her first convention where she's a worker at a convention. Uh, so she she's doing a, a, an awesome job with being able to jump up and do demonstrations already. Um, I do want to talk about a APH taking a number or. or assuming a responsibility for a number of programs that used to be handled by AFB. Uh, as of Monday morning, APH uh, assumes responsibility for a AFB Press, AFB Career Connect, uh, AFB Family Connect, uh, the Information Referral Hotline. I think that's everything. Uh, but just to, to put it out, this falls into our objective of being one of the primary resources that you think of at all stages of, of any questions having to do with blindness or low vision, and it allows AFB to more focus on its, its uh, mission as being an advocacy organization. So if you are purchasing books from AFB Press, as of Monday, you'll be buying them from me.
at the moment, every website that is out there will stay the same. Gradually, things may change, but on Monday, you're not going to wake up and have everything radically different. All right, I'm going to look up the codes. Uh, if you do want to come up and look at the graffiti, the orbit, the canute, I'm going to be primarily, primarily focused on finding these uh, beginning and ending codes, but you're welcome to come up. Also, come to our exhibit booth. We do have a lot of stuff for sale. We take all major credit cards, cash, checks. We don't take Bitcoin, but we... we <laughs> um, we're getting there. Um, Again, my email address is davewilkinson at aph.org. Thank you guys for being very attentive through uh, a lot of stuff. We look forward to seeing you at the booth.